Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 1372 today. The third part of the three-part finale to Act 2 of The Last Jedi. We're going to be talking about Snoke, Rey, and Kylo Ren today. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Trisha Barr, author of Ultimate Star Wars and host of Fangirls Going Rogue. And you're listening to Star Wars 7 by 7 the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Robo Razzler. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So let's finish off our talk about Act 2's finale of The Last Jedi and what we learned from the novelization. This time we're looking at the final showdown between Snoke and Kylo Ren and Rey, and we get a lot of narrative, and I'm not saying that in a bad way because it's actually very interesting, about the history of the First Order and Snoke's involvement with it. And I'm not going to talk about that on this episode. I think we're actually going to push that back out to Monday. But for now, what I'm going to talk about as far as the novelization goes is the confrontation, the showdown itself, because that stuff about the history of the First Order and Snoke's involvement with it, that's all stuff that's kind of going on in Snoke's head as he's thinking about the scene in front of him when Kylo Ren arrives with Rey. Now, what he does say that's probably relevant to the scene is that he has been playing on Kylo Ren, a.k.a. Ben Solo's, feelings of inadequacy and abandonment. And so these are his childhood issues, I guess, from dealing with Han and Leia as parents. And yeah, you know, we want to think that they're perfect, but uh, I'm sure every child will tell you <laughs> that his or her parents, you know, maybe not as perfect as they might have thought, but be that as it may. So that's how Snoke is working Kylo Ren's psyche. And at first, Kylo thought that he was getting somebody in Ben Solo who was a perfect combination of light and darkness, the strengths of both. But now, as he's seen Kylo really be challenged with the situation where he had to kill his dad and having to face the possibility of killing his mom and not being able to pull the trigger and all the stuff with Ray going on and whatnot. What he thinks now is that he might actually be the combination of the weaknesses of the darkness and the light. And so it doesn't seem like Kylo Ren is going to be long for this world regardless. Although what Snoke really wanted to do in the whole thing was find Luke Skywalker so that he could be destroyed and he didn't think about turning Rey at all. Like, that's not even anywhere in his calculus, at least as far as the narrative for the novelization goes. So even though he is not a Sith Lord, like any good Sith Lord might do, always be looking around for the next bad guy to become an apprentice, and who's going to be better than the apprentice that you already have, Snoke is already looking at Kylo Ren and saying, yeah, well, you know, he may have served this purpose, but... You know, <laughs> I think I'm ready to kick him to the curb if I need to. That's not something that's said outright in the novelization, but that's certainly the vibe that you get. And based on what we know of dark side users like, say, you know, Palpatine, for example, a.k.a. Darth Sidious, and also Count Dooku, you know, we know that they will happily kick somebody to the curb the moment they can find somebody stronger. But unfortunately for Snoke, that is, his arrogance is his undoing because as he brags about the fact that he was the one who bridged Kylo and Rey's minds, Kylo Ren does not take too kindly to that. And he is boiling, at least there's a sensation of boiling in the force that Snoke detects. And then it's gone and everything is calm. And Snoke thinks, ah! 
ah, this is a good thing. He's getting his act together, but not so much. And maybe it's partly due to the fact that because of the bridging of the minds, Kylo says that he was able to see the future and that when the time would come that Rey would stand beside him and fight alongside him. So maybe that was part of Kylo's calculus in this whole thing. And maybe he was already thinking of killing his master like any good apprentice on the dark side would. Hard to say for sure, but certainly that revelation seems to have been the straw that broke the camel's back because of that final boiling and then the calming, like, all right, I know what I'm going to do. And as far as Snoke goes, why he didn't see it coming to some degree, well, that's actually a little puzzling in its way as well. He closed his eyes to not actually physically watch the destruction of Rey because he thought it was a drama best appreciated through the Force. So he just went to meditate on the Force ah, and try and see everything playing out there. But you would think that that might allow him the opportunity to, opportunity <laughs> to detect what Kylo was doing. And apparently that was not the case because obviously he did not avoid getting sliced in half. So things go badly, and surprise, surprise, uh, Snoke is dead, and the Praetorian guards decide, well, you know, if we can't protect the leader, then we can certainly avenge him, and so they go on the attack. And there is a bit in the narrative about how Rey is trying to listen to the Force as she's fighting these guys, and ultimately that's not really working for her, and so the idea comes to her to try to let the Force guide her to sink into it, to kind of remove herself, as it were, remove her conscious thought, and let the Force be the one acting through her. And so that is when success starts to arrive in her battle with the Praetorian Guards. And once they're defeated, the only thing that's really different from the movie and the novelization is that Kylo's walking around with the lightsaber still lit afterwards, with Anakin's lightsaber still lit, and it was turned off in the movie. And then when Rey reached out for it, obviously it was turned off. It's not necessarily clear whether it shuts off when Rey reaches for it and tries to you know, force pull it back to her in the novelization, but there is a note about how the kyber crystal inside the lightsaber is seeking resonance, and that's why it ultimately gets destroyed, because it's resonating, I guess, with both the dark side and the light side, and it can't reconcile the two, and so it's screeching back, <laughs> and it's just too much for it to take, basically, and that's why it ultimately explodes, so... That is pretty much what you need to know about the final showdown between Snoke and Kylo and Rey, with the exception of one other bit, and that has to do with the conversation that Snoke, uh, not Snoke, excuse me, that Kylo Ren has with Rey about Rey's parents. And I'm going to take a quick break, and then we will talk about that. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Want a free copy of The Last Jedi in 4K UHD HDR with Dolby Atmos and Dolby Vision? It's the highest quality you can possibly watch The Last Jedi at, courtesy of Voodoo. And starting Friday, March 16th, I'm giving away those 10 to the first 10 people who become patrons of the podcast at the $5.01 level or higher. And if you join at the 1138 level or higher, I'll throw in a free copy of The Force Awakens Trivia Book 2. Go to patreon.com slash sw7x7 to support the show and get your free copy of The Last Jedi. Again, that's patreon.com slash sw7x7. Welcome back. 
So here's the thing about the novelization. There are all sorts of liberties, and I use it in a very <laughs> restrictive way. There are a lot of liberties that Jason Fry had with the novelization and the telling. First of all, he had access to multiple versions of the script. He had access to Ryan Johnson himself. He had his own thoughts about The Last Jedi and about things that he had been thinking about for many, many years, and you'll understand that a little better when you hear the interview with him tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. So there was a lot of other additional material he had to draw on, but when you get to the point of the reveal of Ray's parents, I have a feeling, and I didn't discuss this directly with Jason, but I have a pretty strong feeling about this. That was something where there wasn't going to be a lot of wiggle room because it's such an important point for the whole of these sequel movies, right? The whole of Ray's story arc, all of her involvement in the movie, what her lineage means to her and how that helps her character development or, you know, whether it hinders it also, all of that stuff. That's really a very fixed point in the Star Wars universe as I understand it. And so there's really no reason for anyone to give Jason any room to do anything different other than what we saw in the movie itself. That's my take on it, at least. And so, of course, that's the long way of saying <laughs> that there is very little, if any, difference in the novelization about the conversation that Kylo Ren and Rey have about Rey's parents, just that she's known all along that the knowledge is locked deep inside her somewhere. But yeah, unfortunately it's exactly what it is. Or unfortunately, in the sense of we're not getting to learn anything new, we're not getting any additional secrets revealed. It's exactly what it is. I'm not saying it's either fortunate or unfortunate that her parents are quote-unquote nobody or nothing or anything like that. I just wish we had gotten a little bit more. But hey, you know what? It's still an enjoyable read and I'm... <laughs> I'm really digging it. So I hope you have been too, based on the, the lens that we get to share together in discussing it. That, my friends, is going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you take on Count Dooku all by yourself, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at patreon.com slash sw7x7. It's not a crazy spinning alien of unknown origin, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.